the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chatting to have some fun now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary here's rob black on the wall street business network good day and welcome in rob black and your money i'm rob black talking all things financial money investing and more i'm the type of guy that i see a situation i think money it's kind of sad Tesla CEO tweeted out yesterday that I may go private. I'd like all the shareholders who are with me to stay, but I may go private, and I have the funding to do it at $420 a share. That would be awesome for Tesla in one reason. It would allow Elon Musk to be the evil dictator that I think he is while he's planning to make a spaceship to go to the moon and blow it up. He wouldn't have to talk to the public anymore. Taking Tesla private would mean no more equity funding issues. He could just ask his wealthy friends for the money to keep Tesla moving forward and share the profits with them. No more pesky questions for Elon Musk from analysts. He's not exactly been, how shall we say, the friendliest to the media. <clears throat> Tesla short sellers would feel the pain if he were to, he hates shorts. People who are short say, I think your stock's going to go down. So what they do is they sell it now with the idea of buying it later, lower. It's kind of an odd concept of that's how you finish off the trade. So you have to sell it before it goes to zero. Hopefully you sell it one penny if you're short. But Tesla short sellers would feel pain. Tesla's not my kind of company because of this exact thing where I think it's actually illegal, and I know he's being looked into, to go out and say, a suck that I own a lot of, I may buy it out at $420, a super premium for where it is today. And if he doesn't, or he cashes in some shares, you're like, what? Say what? 800-516-1220. To get your calls on the air, anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Today, we were seeing the markets... A little bit lower, but nothing terrible. So it's it's kind of the tail end of earnings season. So we're kind of saying goodbye to that. And earnings season lasts 
every 90 days. It goes for about three weeks of solid earnings, and there's some that trickle in before and after. But it's an exciting time, kind of the tell-the-truth time. So as we move away from earnings and saying, wow, that was a good quarter. Tax cuts are helping. Economy's chugging along. Unemployment's low. We're going to start talking about tariffs again. China announced a 25% tariff on $16 billion of U.S. goods. Elsewhere out there, a lot of analysts are very cautious on the markets, saying that leadership by defensive sectors, along with lower revisions for the mighty tech sector and general weakness in growth stocks, are risk factors to the momentum market that we've had moving us higher. I'll tell you one area that I'm concerned about, and this is a good one. Warren Buffett has a lot of cash, record level of cash. He's usually pretty good about finding something to buy. And the more cash that he has, the more you go, hmm, what up with that? Remember 3D printing and how sexy and great and fun that was going to be? This week there was a story about a guy who's selling plans for build your own 3D gun. There's some DDD, 3D printer company. It had kind of a sexy play, and then it didn't. The story of 3D printing was kind of sexy, and then it wasn't. I've seen a cap made for your tooth, I think it's they're called. A cap, a veneer, or something like that, a crown. And it's pretty cool, and you cut the lab out, and the cost of making a, um, a marble <laughs> to put in your mouth <laughs> drops enormously. For lack of a better word, a shaved marble. Maybe even stronger than marble, right? Avis Budget. All the car companies, all the, all the uh, car rental companies have merged with each other. They're down 7%. Car rental firm. Um, it was okay. But aren't they kind of suffering from peer-to-peer and Lyft and Ubers? A lot of business people saying no to the rental car, no to the taxi, yes to the Uber or Lyft. CVS Health is up 3%. Pharmacy Giant earned a buck 69 on $46.7 billion. But CVS is going to have that issue in the next couple of months, next couple of years, of when does Amazon start taking their lunch? Because a lot of the retailers had something unique. And Amazon's going, ah, no, we're going to hunt you down. Shutterfly is in the news. They're up 8%, photo service company. Um, I'm in the process of trying to consolidate 10 years of photos, and if anyone has any way of helping me, let me know. But obviously a lot of editing of these photos, because how many pictures of a dog do you need with a stick in its mouth on the same beach? You were trying to get the perfect photo of the dog was smiling. Never happens, right? So you take 10 more shots, and you're like, nah, that didn't add up. Warnings aside right now, investors have kind of shrugged off worries. And that's good. A little back-and-forth rhetoric from Chinese companies and Chinese stocks has possibly created some values in the United States. Do you know that terrible, terrible, terrible man, Papa John's? Should we call him Papa John, or is that too creepy? Because that's starting to climb up there in the world of creep, in my opinion. That stock's off. Big. Are they still going to be selling not the greatest pizza in the world? Sure. I can tell you in the last 
10 to 12 years, companies like Domino's Pizza have done great because they're kind of recession-proof. They sell dough, tomato sauce, cheese, pepperoni. They'll sell that for $13, $14. Cost is buck twenty-five to make. Not too shabby. So <clears throat> large companies tend to be covered by more analysts. Small companies tend to be underfollowed. So you see big companies like Amazon and Apple. Everyone knows them. But how about companies like JCPenney? Or maybe even a Pfizer, who's not small in the least bit, but we're not talking about them recently, right? So sometimes you want to buy stocks that are off the beaten path. Sometimes you want to buy smaller companies. Sometimes you want to buy the big boys. It's okay to have a stable of different types of investments. You don't have to have the massive home run. There's something called the Russell 2000 Index. It tracks smaller companies. Companies with the average market value is just about $2 billion. And because they're smaller, people don't follow them. Like Papa John's. Stock is down 46% in the last year. Now, their pizza's awful. Their CEO is awful. He's leaving the company. Now, again, I don't know. That's alleged that he's awful. I should be quiet. My mama said, mama always said, uh, John Chatter, he stepped down as the CEO last December and chairman last month. The NFL strikes not helping. And Papa John said a couple of stupid things. Um, and that has created a situation where it's cheap. Upside's about 30% from current levels. So sometimes you want to look for these opportunities. Um, but sometimes they're also difficult. For instance, there's a company called Caro Pharma, ticker symbol KPTI. They're a development stage drug company testing treatment for multiple myeloma, a blood cancer. Now, if they hit it, home run. If they miss it, strikeout. For a small cap company, you're talking about KPTI could go up 50% with a positive trial. Then again, it can go down 50% with a weak trial on their blood cancer, multiple myeloma drug. I don't even know what that is. That's when you start getting in over your head. You may be a better rocket scientist, biotech engineer than me. You own that. I'm Rob Black. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I grew up loving AM radio and FM radio. I used to listen to hockey on radio, and it was magical. We'll get the Barracuda and the Sharks coming up. I think radio play-by-play is kind of all that in a bucket of chicken. So on occasion, I want to copy morning radio shows. And I remember growing up, uh, they'd always have the drunk show, where they'd bring in a bottle of alcohol and do a shot every five minutes, ten minutes, sometimes with a cop there. So they could do a breathalyzer and show you how easy it is to get drunk. Sometimes it was just for, you know, giggles, trying to get the traffic lady to to flirt with a, the DJ and do a little drinking. And I always thought that would be fun to do on this show, right? Talking business. But I'm not going to do it. But now that marijuana is legal, maybe I'll do that. But no, 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 no. The best part about it would be to hear me do a segment on biotech stocks. 
um, I just talked about Karyopharma, Karyopharma Therapeutics. Okay, I got the therapeutics out. Now, there's a company that, but the Karo, like, I'm awful. I'm awful, I tell you, at speaking biotech terms. There's a company that is fascinating to me. I've been studying up on them recently called Optinose, ticker symbol OPTN. And again, when I read it, I sound drunk. So what would it sound like if I was drunk? Like, to, would that smooth me out and suddenly I'm like um, a virtuoso? Probably not. But Optinose, and you're, you're studying, okay, nose, Optinose, they're ticker symbol OPTN. You're like, okay, it's a $30 stock. I've been reading the reports on the company. And they've got a drug called Exhance. Now, okay, Optinos I got, ding, 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 ding. Exhance I got, and then I got what they're treating. Chronic rhinosinusitis with polyps. Sinusitis, sinusitis. Okay, so not so much. Now, that's not horrible. Chronic, chronic rhinosinusitis with polyps. That's the bonus, the polyps. And I can get the shortened version of it called CRS, chronic rhinosinusitis. Oh, I just did it. It's being characterized ultimately as a, a disease that causes nasal blockage. And Optinose is a company that has a delivery system, which looks like an inhaler, but it's better described as an exhaler, where breath from the patient's mouth propels medicine into the nostril. And that's the ideal part of the nasal passage where you sprays typically don't go. The company is valued about $900 million, so it's a small cap company currently loses money, but it could turn a $100 million profit by 2022. Upside, about 45-50% based on on uh, Excel spreadsheets on financial projections. Now, is that something that, that you like? Do you want me to talk more things along those lines? There's another small tech company, and everyone likes small tech companies. company trades at eight times earnings. Wow, that's cheap, right? Market trades typically between 12 and 20. 15 is a pretty, that's okay. We feel comfortable with that. If it's a growing economy, we can go as high as 20. But when you start getting PEs of 2021, 20, 22, 23, you're setting yourself up for price for perfection. But when you start getting down to PEs of 10, 12, 13, you're starting to get into financial banks kind of value proposition. So this is a value tech small cap play. Revenue growth is supposed to be 7 to 12% year over year for the next three years. That's not bad. It's not great, but it's serviceable. The company's got exposure to set-top boxes at a time when cable subscriptions are at risk of losing long-term customer affections to streaming services. Aeros International, now that you say it, you're like, oh, I used to have a modem by those guys, and it was awful. They do a lot of those kind of things, modems and set-top boxes. They're adding features to set-top boxes like voice control, wireless connections, and the ability to stream to tablets and phones and help cable companies stay competitive. But down the road, will they sell that division to another networking company? Maybe. They've got a division there that's of note of interest. It's not a fool's game. So there's some value when it's trading for only eight times earnings because they're earning money and they're growing the revenue, but it ain't sexy. It's not the Xfinity Xbox set-top box with lightning phasers in it. It's kind of a boring old, you've got a cable company, you don't really need super fancy. They'll give you the product. And that's the company that the cable company will use, Aris. 
So that's out there. Now, again, is it the world of magic? Is it Disney? No. Is it Apple? No. Warner Music Group sold their stake in Spotify. That's fascinating to me. The whole music streaming, how it came in like a wrecking ball. Industry almost left for dead by some. But Warner Music sold its entire stake in Spotify, according to a report by Variety. The sale realized $504 million and $126 million would be given to the label's artists. So why would Warner Music sell their stake in Spotify? Well, I don't know. I'm a fan of, of stock of Apple. I own shares of Apple. It's kind of interesting because if you look at my phone, I'll use Apple Music, even though I've been told that Spotify is better, but I won't really look at Spotify. You know what I'm saying? Disney is going to be coming up with Star Wars Episode Nine next year. So what is that? 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 months we have to wait to see how the... the the saga ends. Is it a saga? A space saga? I guess we could probably call it that. But Netflix is one of those companies that... It used to be a small cap company. and It used to be a mid cap company. Then it got to a large cap company. And everyone wishes they would have bought it when they were a small cap company. So Disney says, how can we compete with that? We want the kids' eyeballs. We've had those eyeballs since 1920. We've had those eyeballs since Cinderella. If Rob jokes around and says, you know, hey, a guy met a girl on Tinder and called her Tinderella, they may sue me for using a term too close to Cinderella. They are a sue-happy company. If you're a little um, pre-kindergarten, preschool, and you put up a Disney mouse, you darn be willing and ready to litigate because somehow they're going to find out about it and demand money. I like that in a company. The meaner they are, the better. Avengers Infinity Wars. Are they dead or are they not dead? That's the question. You have to wait for the next one to come out next year. The Incredibles 2 set records. I always liked the first Incredibles, but then I got old. And I still, I guess, like a a good Pixar film. You can get me crying. (laughs) Get me upset. So Disney is going to try to take on Netflix with a streaming service. Now, Disney is old and boring. Does this make them young and sexy? Or are they still old and boring dressed up as young and sexy? The thing I love about Disney is they're going to be able to stream Disney films, Pixar films, Marvel films, Lucas films, National Geographic, which, okay, it's been a while since I've seen an alligator wrestle a human being, which who doesn't love that? But the slate of movies coming out, for Disney and their parks have you been to a Disney park do you know how expensive that is it ain't cheap I like Disney for the long term patient investor keep mine I own shares at Disney but I plan to own it for a hundred years until they they finally let Cinderella out of the the locked up basement I know hashtag me too free Cinderella I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more find me on Rob Black Show Twitter Rob Black Show YouTube Rob Black Show She left her books in my bed And her songs in my head I've been undone Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com Now, back to Rob Black and your money On AM 1220 KDOW I met someone 
not tooting my own horn, but I am a Bay Area treat. A lot like rice aroni, there's Rob Black. And I'm the best little kept secret in getting you to retirement. I'm not trying to sell you sexy appeal. I'm not trying to do anything like that. But back in the day, when tech was all the rage, I talked about tech being all the rage. And I'm good like that, in that sometimes as I'm aging, I'm showing you my aging issues as well. I'm more thinking about, I've had a great career, I'm pleased. If it ends today, I'm thrilled. I'm more about thinking about what do I do from age 60 to 100, and more importantly, what do I do from age 50 to 65 while I can still enjoy doing things. I look at family members who, somewhere around 70, things start going bad. Heart problems, eye problems, back problems, hip problems. So hopefully we all grow together. Two companies that I like, or one sector that I really like, are regional banks. And I like it when insiders buy, because bankers aren't stupid. I use this example a little bit too often. You probably think I'm an alcoholic, but I'm not. Although I did like the 1950s Disney cartoons, black and white, that were just creepy. Maybe 40s, that were just creepy. And uh, you'd see characters in that, like Al C. Hollick. So his name was Al, and his last name Hollick. Nick O'Tine. Um, but I'm not aggressive. So I like regional banks because, like I said, they're not stupid. You walk in, you're a little on the drunky, drunky side, and say, I'd like a loan for $200,000. What do you want to loan for $100,000, Miss Black? I want a Bugatti. Well, I want a Bugatti now because I saw my neighbor the Bugatti. And you're saying, you must live in a nice neighborhood, Mr. Black, but you can't afford $200,000. I'm sorry. Please go away. You're drunk. That's how banks work. Now, before they do that, they'll take a look at my how much money I have, what my credit score is. Have I ever bought a Bugatti before? Have I ever failed on a car payment or a house payment? If I ask for house money, maybe they'll say yes if I've never failed on one. But if I ask for car money, maybe they'll say no. You tend to like to drive fast, Mr. Black, and wreck these cars. Banks aren't stupid. I still like State Street Bank. I still like First Horizon National. I still like Live Oak Bank shares, ticker symbol OOB. Now, I like them because they're in the South, and the South shall rise again. No, 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 no. No! They're in the South, and that's where people are moving. That's where the housing is cheapest. Wilmington, North Carolina, Memphis, Tennessee. Raleigh, North Carolina, Atlanta, Georgia. If you look at the housing numbers and the jobs, it's stunning how much building's going on in the South. I know you're saying, well, yes, but I don't want to admit that because I've never been to the South. Very California response from you. But I like the regional banks that do business in sexy and hot regions like the South. Now, again, all banks are separate or different. Consultant work advisor, take a look at that asset value. Take a look at the book value. Take a look at the type of customers they're doing loans to. Like, if you were to do a loan, if you were to buy a bank in Mississippi, that may scare me a little bit more than North Carolina. Because where in Mississippi are you buying? What bank? And Mississippi's a way different economy than Atlanta. I like anything close to Atlanta. I like anything close to Charlotte. I like anything close to Raleigh. Houston's too hot for me. I like anything close to Austin. I like the universities. And sometimes you get into a situation where I don't think anyone, and there's going to be a letter, I don't think anyone's ever said, I went to Mississippi State, greatest college ever. Mm, never heard that one. 
I hear they tailgate pretty darn well, but I've never heard greatest college ever. You see what I'm saying? So Mississippi is one of the states that I probably want to buy a regional bank in because I haven't found the sex appeal. I haven't found the draw that people are moving there. And I've been haunted by Mississippi my whole life, learning how to spell with two southern parents. It was M-A, cook letter, cook letter, ah, cook letter, cook letter, ah, hunchback letter, hunchback letter, ah. And that's how I figured out how many S's and P's there were in it. There was four crooked letters and two hunchback letters. I know you're saying, please move on, Rob. You lost me at hello. Fair enough. So I like regional banks, especially in higher interest rate environments. I don't think we're going to get to a higher interest rate environment where you go to 5%. Some people are going crazy like that. Small cap company that I like still is a company called Etsy. I think they've got a lot of growth as the anti-Amazon. Amazon sells everything cardboard, everything plastic, everything you could ever possibly want. But let's say you want a 100-foot hose on Amazon. They got it. But let's say you want a hose that's colored, painted pink and has little uh, blood vessels in it, so it looks like it's pumping blood while you're watering your yard. Etsy has that, not Amazon, because only one person in the world wants it, and someone's made it and is trying to sell it. So that's cute, right? Etsy ain't going to last long as a private company. They could, but I see uh, someone acquiring them. So, too cute of a platform. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Have you ever been to bear country? Bears on Wall Street, not fun. Bears on Wall Street means the market's down 20%. It could be a bear market. It could be a bear stock where you saw Facebook fall 20% because of privacy issues. It's in bear territory. But in the end, I'm okay with bears. I know you're saying that's very, very berry of you. Please never get out of your car if you see a bear. Or a moose. So, anyhow, anyway, snap numbers were not good. Again, augmented reality, is it is it kind of overblown? Have the teenagers kind of peaked? It's tough to monetize teenagers talking. And that's what a lot of snap is. Michael Kors. Here's some K-O-R-S. Clothing designer, right? Apparel and accessories. This kind of kind of comes into fashion, goes out of fashion. If I'm going to buy a fashion stock, typically it's like a Ralph Lauren, which you've seen that stupid guy playing polo on a horse. You've seen that monogram go from like teeny, teeny, tiny to it's half the shirt back to teeny, teeny, tiny. And I'm always the guy who buys in the wrong cycle. So I get the teeny, tiny, tiny one, and I go out, and all my friends have the big Ralph Lauren, just massive logo, three-quarters of the shirt, and they mock me, but I got my shirt half price because I bought last year's value. So I, I think that's a brand. It's like, do you remember that Playboy bunny? The black background with a white bunny? That's a brand. That's a logo. You slap that on a shirt, and people are like, ooh, you're a Playboy. Same thing with Michael Kors. Same thing with Ralph Lauren Polo. So there's something to that. And, you know, Playboy Enterprises was publicly traded for a long time. And the internet started eating into their business model. <clears throat> so they kind of just went into the license of the bunny. You put that on a uh, uh, slot machine in Vegas, and some guys will go, 
That's right, ladies. I'm playing the Playboy slot machine. <laughs> not knowing that that's not the magical words that people want to hear. Ladies. Jimmy Chill is part of Michael Kors. Jimmy Choo. Um, and they make shoes that are 400 plus dollars. Margins are encouraging. So Michael Kors, um, they've got like a whole wholesale thing. I'm okay with Kors. <clears throat> you know, it, that would be more of a trade for me. It's not going to go up forever. Maybe you can find it in a trading range and feel comfortable with it. Apple, at this point in time, what we're kind of learning is that they don't make the phone to die in three years, but it feels like the phone dies within three years. So their hardware business has turned into a subscription model. <clears throat> We've talked about Netflix being so powerful because it's a subscription model. Costco is so powerful because it's a subscription model. Costco actually touts how many dead people still have active cards with them. It's that kind of popular. I know. You know you can buy coffins at Costco, and they're actually a pretty good deal if you're a coffin type of person. Me, personally, um, I've been collecting Nike shoeboxes. I just want to be chopped up and buried in the backyard with my head disattached so that a raccoon can grab it and run around the house and scare the family. That's me. So there's very few retailers that I'll actually want to own um, because I think it's a tough business, and it's dominated by Amazon and companies like Etsy are niches. They're a niche. As far as fashion goes, that's a little bit more tough, too. Because as you grow, you're going to try to convince your daughter that the, the white pants that she had that were ankle biters in seventh grade, that now that she's in eighth grade, they're now capri pants. That's not going to fly. Just because she got taller and leggier doesn't mean you can convince her the same pants are just different fashions. And it's interesting to note, because I was talking to a pretty fashionable person yesterday, and she talked about capri pants. And I said, do you know how much money I made on capri pants? Capri pants, pants eyes, pants, 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 um, I made a lot because I hit gap the year that they were selling capris and Mickey Drexler, he called that fashion and everywhere you went on the East coast, I wasn't living on the West coast at this point in time because I was like young, but everywhere you went, you saw capri pants. Now I could have said, let's ride that trend to the end. But I, I'm not a good fashion guy. I, I, I wish I was. I'm not. So, anyhow, I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial money, investing, and more. Today was a little bit stock heavy. Tomorrow, who knows? It may be more theory, maybe more insurance. You tell me. Drop me an email at rob at robblackshow.com. We can talk about trends. Protein packed ice cream. <laughs> I know you're saying, is that a trend? How do I invest in that? Money Show is coming up, and they got a lot of trend investing, including marijuana. I haven't done any marijuana investments yet. I haven't done any Bitcoin investments yet. Have you? I pick my trends very, very cautiously, and I do a lot of demographics first and foremost. I'm Rob Black, talking money investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. It's all the same sound. is a In some strange home. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
for listening to the show. If you have any questions, bring them up. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Hopefully. Uh, don't get me into too much trouble, but I've been known to venture into some advice on love. It's expensive. On children, they're expensive. On hot, sexy cars, they're expensive. Um, <laughs> if you can eliminate... Those, you'll end up pretty wealthy. But that's not very family friendly of me, is it? Anyhow, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Let's take a look at some of the stories out there today and see if anything makes any kind of sense anymore. Because on a day-by-day basis, I'm questioning what's going to go on with this market. Um, you know, I was having a little lunch yesterday. And you see that the case against Paul Manafort's kind of ratcheting up. And I'm, I'm not political. I'm not. I, I find that you would turn the show off very, very quickly if I was. Uh, but what is interesting about it to me is clearly it could bring down a president. And what happens if you bring down a president? It's the ultimate uncertainty. Like you're like, who has the nuclear codes? What if he launches the nuclear codes on his way out? What if a Democrat takes over and takes off his, his mask and it's Vladimir Putin? So anytime there's that kind of demon unknown, what's going to happen? When there's money involved, a lot of people go, I'm going to be to pull my money aside and I'll wait for the next bus. Have you ever been on a bus and trouble gets on and you're like, I'm stepping off? And in this case, it may be a very large human being who smells of fecal matter and lack of shower and a little bit more fecal matter. Maybe a little mayonnaise, too. Doesn't smell good. Ah. For, those of you, for those of you who love mayonnaise on a hot day, congratulations. But you see that get on your bus, and you're like, I want to get off. That kind of happens on Wall Street, too. So some of the headlines, now we're going to start moving out of earnings season. Disney had a good earnings season. You know, their parks and recreation, or parks and resorts, pulled in $5.19 billion in sales. The film business pulled in $2.88 billion. I think at some point in time I'd like to see, and I know this may or may not happen, and I know it's kind of crazy. A lot of people want companies like Apple to go out and buy Netflix. They could have had them for a song and a dime. So now everyone's saying, like, oh, they should go buy Roku. Get Roku while you can. Um, because then you'd have the distributors. Like, Apple's, not, Apple's there, but they're not quite there. In distribution of TV content. Can you imagine Disney and Apple getting together? Uh Uh-huh. I know. This is the coolest part about my job is that kind of stupid speculation that you get to do. Mortgage, um, New York congressman charged with insider trading. Um, Surprised? China's going to slap more tariffs on $16 billion worth of U.S. goods. Is this for real or does it all magically go away right before an election? Where everyone walks away saying, we're winners. Refinancing applications fell to their lowest level in 17 and a half years. I've got four properties, maybe. And I I don't have a desire to refinance. I I did. And I've done all my refinancing in the last three years. So loan requested by a new home. Not necessarily a new home, but a home. New homes, existing homes. 
declined to a near six-month low. That's a big one. You know, in 2000, we were doing loans for people who didn't deserve them and would just charge more. So not only did they not deserve them, but the rate was higher. And oddly enough, when they didn't deserve them because they didn't have the income, it's not that, you know, for any other reason they didn't deserve it, it's just the income, is what I'm trying to say. When the economy hit a shaky spot, they're the first ones who couldn't pay their mortgages. And unfortunately, we were a nation and said, you know, I'd like a good four, 5% return. So we put 7% mortgages with 5% mortgages with 3% mortgages, and we said, here you go, we're going to sell this off as a product that will average 5%. The only problem is when the house dirt came in on the upper end, it didn't play out that way. And that was one of the reasons that you know we had such a massive great recession. I know you're saying, it wasn't that great for me. Oh, be quiet. It was great. So mortgage application decreasing right now, it, you, it was so much tougher to get a mortgage in the last five years. That's a good thing because when push comes to stuff, I do have the ability to service my mortgages, if that makes any sense. Um, and I think that's a big part of the fight of how bad of the uh, next recession will it be. Probably not as that bad. But again, we have too much student debt and we have too much car debt. And car debt's not good debt. College debt, good debt. You get a job out of it. Mortgage debt, good debt. You pay your own rent. It's a saving vehicle, whether you like it or not. It's low cost. There's some mortgage deduction ability, but Trump hurt the state of California and the state of New York. Clearly, Democrat states with his tax cuts and how it plays out and how it gets funded. So interest rates on a 30-year fixed right now, about 4.84%. Now, I got a mortgage at 3.25, and I got a mortgage at like 3.75, and I got a mortgage at 4.25. So 4.84 EC, I don't have a desire to go refinance that. And clearly the rest of America doesn't either because they did. Now, again, it's it's kind of important that we spread this out and it's all good. We're not that stressed. Oh, my God, I'm stressed. (laughs) I'm not stressed. Oh, I'm so stressed. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. So Disney, good. Uh, snap, not so good. And it's not a death knell, but those are the, that's one of those companies that may not may have come public before it should have. Or maybe it should come public when it was sexier and had better growth. But it's going to be a tough niche to sell. They can do it. The fix typically takes a little bit of time. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.